Alright, so it's been a while since I shared a prayer with you guys. I figure, well, there's no time like the present, and I believe this prayer is perfect, especially with deer season in full swing. So, y'all please bow your heads. By the grace of God, may I always honor, thank, and adore you, Lord God, who created the animals and saw that each species was good. Let me love the God who made humans in his own image, and likeness and set them over the whole world to have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing upon the earth by my honorable conduct as a hunter let me give a good example and teach new hunters principles of honor so that each new generation can show respect for you lord other hunters and the animals and enjoy the dignity of the hunt in jesus name we pray Amen. Let me plug some folks and some products that I am currently using and believe that you guys should check out too. All right. So first up, the Onyx Hunt app. I talk about them every week. They're the number one GPS hunting app and they're currently beta testing a brand new feature uh, basically called 3D Maps. Yes, sir. On mobile devices, the feature is only available for iOS, meaning Apple devices, not for Android, unfortunately. But non-Apple users can use the feature online on the web map, all right? So you can plan, scout, and hunt with the ability to view the terrain in 3D. Yep, check it out. Know where you stand. Download the Onyx app to your mobile device. Remembering that the the 3D feature is available on only iOS devices. Or visit www.onyxmaps.com. All right, next up, Norisa Game Calls. Um, I'm really excited about using my custom game call on my hunt, especially during the rut. Um, I, I really, you know, back in May, I got the opportunity to turkey hunt um, and use turkey calls, you know, knowing how, um, you know, the calls worked in relation to the turkeys mating season. Now, we all know that the rut is a crazy thing for deer. And I'm really curious to see how, you know, grunt calls work. Or just, uh, yeah, just grunt calls, basically. That's what I'm going to be using. I have a grunt tool from Norris to Game Calls. Um, seeing how they work during the rut during the rut, and what they're able to call in. All right. So, want to get them close? Get them in close, I should say. Check out Mark and the beautiful work he puts into his creations. Now, whether it's a duck call, a goose call, a deer grunt call, Nor'easter Game Calls has got you covered. Check them out at www nor-eastergamecalls.com all right y'all now it's time to let me bless you with some of my intro music Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 43 of When the Hunt Calls. I am your host, Cliff Cadet, and I hope y'all are good. So, my guest today is little old me. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, I figured I'd, uh, you know, get y'all caught up to speed on to, well, in regards to what's going on with my season here in New York. Um, 
You know what I'm saying? The early bull hunting season for deer kicked off on October 1st. That was a Thursday. Um, I played hooky from work and, you know, uh, enjoyed an all day sit in my climber, you know, about 20 feet up in a tree. Um, and then just this past weekend, um, I got the chance to head out again, but this time just for a morning sit. Um, I figured I'd, you know, take a couple of minutes. This isn't going to be a really long episode or nothing. Just, you know, share what I did on those days, um, what my thought processes were, you know what I'm saying, how I felt about certain things and whatnot. Um, and I just hope you guys enjoy. So, um, like I said, um, opening day was October 1st, a Thursday. Um, I, you know, took a personal day from work uh, just so I can... Uh, you know, enjoy the day hunting. Um, I'm thinking about actually making it uh, a tradition, you know, thing if I can. Um, you know, I know in some um, hunting groups and families or just some people as well, it's 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 kind of a thing, you know, what to always head out opening day, um, you know, what I'm saying and do it every year. So hopefully I'll be able to start that tradition for myself and anyone else that, you know, wants to join me. So it was kind of hard because um, Wednesday, for I mean, for you guys who don't know, I'm a delivery driver. So Wednesday was kind of a crazy day with the amount of work that I had. So I really didn't get to rest. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I got home you know, not too late, but, you know, I have um, family commitments. You know, I've got a wife, I've got kids, so I've got to attend to them. I'm not going to leave my wife hanging. You know what I'm saying for this Um and uh, my goal was to get up to it at 2 a.m., which I did, but I didn't go to bed until after 11. So that, you know, kind of took its toll on me getting only, you know, three hours of sleep, less than three hours of sleep. You know what I'm saying? But nevertheless, I was able to get up just fine. You know what? Um, luckily, what I did, one of the reasons probably why I not probably one of the reasons why I did end up going to bed so late is because I, even though I had my gear squared away, I kind of, uh, last minute sort of thing, just went through it, make sure my bag was packed, make sure I had everything I needed. And then um, I, you know, left the apartment and loaded up my uh, my Jeep with all my gear. Um, and basically the only thing that I had upstairs in the apartment um, that I didn't need down the car was were the clothes that I would be driving to the public land in so um i got all that squared away so that night so i got up at 2 a.m um ate a really hearty breakfast um what do you call it? got dressed um and surprisingly enough you know it's weird i'm, I'm gonna probably overshare y'all might say it's a little tmi but um i usually go you know take Take a poop, take a crap, do a number two in the morning. Usually the first thing, like right after I'm up. Um, the way my body works, I am fairly regular. Never thought I'd actually be sharing that with people. But yeah, <laughs> so I'm fairly regular. Um, and uh, so I had anticipated that I would be sitting all day. And um, I didn't want to, I don't, I still don't want to, I should say, want to experience having to take a dump while I'm 20 feet up in a tree, you know what I'm saying? 
I've heard some horror stories and I've heard some really funny stories in regards to that. So I decided to adopt a trick that I used when I trained for um, the two New York City marathons that I ran. Now, what I found is, all right, so what I learned about marathon running, um, you know, a little quick tip is normally for most runners, um, when long distance running, um, certain I'm not going to say all bodily functions, but sometimes you don't necessarily feel the urge to have to go. But some people, when it's time to go, it's time to go. So picture your if a, a marathon is 26.2 miles long. So imagine you're like at mile 13 and all of a sudden you've really got to go uh, number two in the middle of a race. Now, sometimes I don't know about you. I don't feel very comfortable when I'm at home after I've done the deed. But you know what? I'm at home so I can just relax, sit on my couch and just chill, you know what I'm saying? But imagine having to do that, uh, what do you call it, in the middle of a race. So what I did was, I, whenever, well, I, when I was training for my marathon, um, every Saturday I would, would be my long, long run days. That's where you, you run a long distance. And that usually takes an hour, two hours, three hours to complete that run. So what I would do is the day before, I would take um, an anti-diarrhea medicine, like uh, Imodium AD, you know what I'm saying? Because if I just took that, you know, um, like two doses of that once in the morning and then once in the evening, it helped me with not having to go to the bathroom. So I would literally be good all day during my long run and be fine. I wouldn't have to go. So I decided to use that same trick whenever I know that I'm going to be sitting in my climber all day long, because to be honest, I, uh, I sat in my climber for, uh, well over 12 hours, I want to say. Um, and, uh, so again, I would have been, and the nearest bathroom was like probably a mile away, I believe if I, if if I judge the distance correctly. So I didn't want to have that issue. So again, it sounds crazy, but if you guys want to use this trick, it's, there's no patent pending. Anybody can do it. I highly, any type of over-the-counter over anti-diarrhea medicine, you take two doses the day before your hunt. All right. You take one dose in the morning, one dose in the evening, and then the day of your hunt, you are good to go. Um, even if you're on a, a like a two day hunt, you know what I'm saying? That medicine turns to last like a day or two, depending on how much water you're drinking and depending on the person and how quickly the, the medicine will, you know, uh, burn through their system. So that was my trick. Um, so day before two doses of Imodium AD and then, uh, that Thursday going out for opening day, didn't have to go. I was all set. So yeah, so got up at 2 a.m., um, got my clothes on. Um, the only other thing actually that I didn't take um, downstairs uh, to the car probably the night before was my um, duffel bag with, um, with all my hunting gear in it. And that is because that duffel bag that I use is a bag by Scent Crusher. Um, I'm not trying to, I'm, they're not a sponsor or anything of this podcast and I'm not a pro staff or anything like that for them. Um, but I bought that bag last year and never used it. 
um, I figured this season I would give it a try because the way the bag works is once you zip it up, it seals everything inside. And the bag came with an ozone generator. Now, the ozone generator goes into a side pocket and has a hose running from the generator and running this along the inside, the bottom and inside of the bag. Um, and you basically, you can run the, the generator at 5, 10, 20, and 30 minute increments. So um, what I had done was I left the bag outside my door, running the power cord inside my, uh, from the, my front door to uh, inside my apartment and then ran it like for, you know, the 30 minute setting just to get one more, um, you know, giving it one more go, one more cycle in the bag before I headed out in the morning. So by about, you know, 2.30 or so, I was out the house, had duffel bag in on my shoulder, headed down to the car, um, got in the car, checked the sensors, you know, checked, made sure I had enough gas, made sure the tires had air, things like that, because I just didn't want to make a mistake of, you know, not checking all those things. And then God forbid, on my way up to the public land I was hunting, that I'd get into any kind of situation. So, um, so... Out the door at 2.30, got in the car, hit the gas station, tire pressure was good, headed up to the spot. Um, I want to say I was on the road no later than 3 o'clock. Got to the property at 4. Um, and what was cool is um, the dude that, yeah, I mean, if you guys don't know, um, dude that is kind of, not kind of, but is mentoring me um, this season. His name is Anthony. And Anthony was really cool, knowing that it was opening day for me. Um you know what I'm saying, uh, met me at the gate of the the preserve, the public land that I'm hunting. And we even though he wasn't staying to hunt, like we just walked in together, which is pretty cool. Um, definitely didn't mind the company, you know what I'm saying? Um, especially since um, originally the the trees that I wanted to to climb for the hunt that day, I had planned an entrance strategy based off the wind uh, based off of a south wind and didn't think to figure out how it would come in if it was a north wind so anthony again uh, being that it was opening day wanted to be there with me walk me in also helped me um because he knows the lay of the land also met up with me um basically to help me figure out how to get to my tree because it was a north wind um and you know what it was pretty cool uh really awesome and oh actually no i'm sorry when i mapped out my strategy it was uh basically for me to come in from the south if it was a north wind um that day it was actually a south wind and anthony showed me where to come in um where to approach the tree because you know above all else you want to play the wind um where to approach the tree from um on the property being that it was a south wind that day so um not gonna front it was dark as crap thank god i got a hat uh, a headlamp super bright walking through the woods and um even with company it's a bit it's a bit creepy you know what i'm saying um i'm not scared of the dark by any means but it is a bit unnerving and and you know what i'm saying to i'm the type of guy that hates not knowing things you know what i'm saying so not knowing what's out in the woods until the sun comes up is a bit like i said off-putting but um you know what so anthony got me to where i needed to be and then he headed back to his truck 
um, while I walked in like probably about 100 yards of the way by myself to get to my tree, um, moving slowly and deliberately and just just making sure, you know, what I'm saying I was as quiet as possible, uh, making sure the wind was um, constantly just hitting me in my face when it did blow. That way I know I was heading the right way and playing the wind. So um, about a week or so before, I marked my tree with um, some uh, reflective tacks. So I found I was able to find my tree, no problem. Um, I thought I was going to have difficulty once I got to my tree, getting everything set up, situated and climbing. But honestly, um, what is that saying? They say uh, slow is slow is smooth, smooth is fast, fast is deadly. Um, I believe that's how it goes. If I butchered it, hey, let me know. But um, I got to my tree, um, set up my climber accordingly, you know, wrapped it around the tree, made sure I had everything I needed. Um, you know what? Quick side note. Shout out to XOP gear. Because um, uh, I have an XOP climber. I have uh, an XOP ambush sit and climb uh, tree climber. And um, just to make sure I was utilizing it properly, I realized I'm watching a video, an instructional video with Cody Aquisto. I realized I was missing um, like these two straps um, that connect the seat to the platform. Um, apparently, it wasn't in the box when um, when I had ordered it last year, um, and I really didn't use my climber last year. So um, I reached out maybe less than a week before opening day. I reached out to XOP. I sent them an email. Luckily, I still had the order number from my original order last year, um, which was basically over a year ago. Um, and they were really cool. I was missing straps and I was missing this bungee bungee cord to basically keep my climber together um, and throw it over my back. And they were really cool about just sending me these two straps and the bungee cord free of charge. You know what I'm saying? No hassle, no nothing. And it got to me uh, before opening day. So, um, so yeah, so I'm at my tree. Um, hooked up my stand, um, took out my toe lines, you know, tied one end of my toe lines to my climber and the other end to one of them to my bow and quiver and the other end to my backpack. So because those are the only things I take into the woods with me. I take my climber, my my bow and arrows and um, my backpack. And that's it. Um, and then I proceeded to climb me. I well not just yet. I pulled out whatever other gear I needed, kind of like, uh, you know, my, not my lineman's belt, my lineman's rope, uh, you know, because I'm all about safety. Um, the same way I arrived to this uh, hunting property um, is the same way I want to go home in one piece, unscathed. All right. Um, and so I started climbing um little by little inching my way up um though it was more than an inch until i got to my desired height which was about i believe i was somewhere between 15 and 20 feet up in the tree and um once i got there you know i turned uh i turned around started pulling up my gear um first i pulled up my backpack you know what i'm saying because my backpack had uh, all the limb hangers that i had um and stuff like that Pull that up, rest of my backpack in the seat, uh, put connected the limb hangers to the trees and then pulled up my bow. All right. So got my bow up. And um, after that, everything was good to go. You know what I'm saying? It was still 
still um pitch black out um and it's weird um being in the darkness like that the silence just hearing the wind blowing just hearing leaves falling and stuff like that but still dead silence um except for the occasional like i did hear i'm guessing they were coyotes coyotes howling um and it's funny because it's kind of like a call response for them because one would howl and then you'd hear a bunch of others uh howl back um i'm guessing it it's some form of communication between um those coyotes there um, or just coyotes in general but um I'm up in the tree, I got myself situated, sat down, and turned off my headlamp, um, you know what I'm saying, and just sat there in the darkness. I could honestly say, all right, so I was up at 2 a.m., on the road by 3, at the property by 4 a.m., at my tree by 4.30, and was up up in the tree 20 feet, um, no later than 5 5 a.m. I was sitting up in the tree and mind you um sunrise wasn't a, until six about 6 30 um which is the legal time now I know some states allow um 30 minutes like you can hunt beginning at 30 minutes before the sunrise and 30 minutes after the sunset but if if what I read is correct or if I understood properly what I did read um, New York State doesn't do that. It's literally sunrise to sunset. No more, no less. So um, sunrise was about 6.30 a.m., 6.36, I believe, to be exact. And um, and I was up in my tree by 5 a.m. So I was literally just sitting in the dark. Now, part of me was just like, because I was still tired. I was like, oh, I could take a nap. But in my mind, I'm like, yo, Cliff, you fall asleep in this climber, even though you've got your harness on, and you're attached to your lineman's rope, yo, you could fall out of your climber and and just be dangling there. And that thought, you know, even though I've got my harness and I know I'm safe from that, the idea of falling asleep and falling out of the climber scared the crap out of me. So for about 15, 20 minutes, I just sat there with my eyes open in the dark, just, you know, just looking at the darkness and listening to to the wind blowing around me and whatnot. Now, 15, 20 minutes passed and I was tired. I was really, really tired. So my uh lineman's my lineman's rope um is twenty-five feet long, right? So I have it up uh just above my head, like where it would be above my head if I was standing on the platform. Um and uh, so as I'm seated, what I did, I was like, holy crap, I still got 25 foot of rope just dangling down the side of this tree. Um, so I pulled up the rest of this rope, um, wrapped it around the tree and myself <laughs> and then wrapped it like once or twice around my wrist and then went ahead and went to sleep, took a little nap. So not only did I have my um I mean, and what I'm doing, you know, may be stupid, um, may not have provided any real added security at that point in time, but in my mind, it did. So I was able to close my eyes comfortably for a few minutes, you know what I'm saying, and just and just chill. So um, 
rolls around. Now, mind you, um, you know, you could see the light coming up um, from the sun way before 630. So um, I was awake, you know, um, before that. And uh, it's it's amazing. I mean, you hear people talk about all the time, um, you know, listening to the woods, the forest just come alive to wake up just you know with every animal beginning to move birds starting to make noise squirrels moving chipmunks moving um in this case that day i i got to see a woodpecker for the first time um which was pretty cool um there were blue jays flying around it was just dope and it's it's one of those times where um Especially since it's too dark. It's not what, you know, I hear, you know, hunters to pass the time sometimes bring a book up in their tree stand with them and whatnot. It's too dark to read. Um, and you definitely don't want to be using your phone because the light your phone's giving off is super bright. So I take it as this is a time, honestly, for me to reflect and just pray. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, 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 all it can do is, is help it doesn't hurt you know what i'm saying um and just soak it all up soak it all in so um other than that uh you know what i'm saying the day was uneventful in that i saw no deer um i'm not gonna say it was disappointing well it was a little disappointing in that i didn't see any that i didn't see any deer um i mean like i said i got to see i saw blue jays woodpeckers chipmunks uh squirrels um i even saw some turkeys um which was pretty cool because there was uh this little um brook or this creek i'm sorry behind me and um these turkeys were right on the other side of this creek um and it was about a half a dozen six or seven of them it was pretty cool to see unfortunately turkeys are not in season yet in new york state at least the southern zone of new york state and they're not in season until the 17th of October so I couldn't um even but there was no point to even try to call them in um but still I did it for fun um just to see if they'd listen or or you know what I'm saying or come in so um I got to sit I sat all day um and what's dope is knowing that for the most not for the most part yeah for the most part deer move early morning or in the evening um I think a really cool feeling is that hope you feel, that hope a hunter feels when they're just like, all right, this could be it. This could be any moment. You know, this is the this is that window that they move that they move. Um, I hope they're gonna move by me. You know what I'm saying? It's I felt such a surge of hope and it it just made me wanna be alert. Um you know, look around and listen to what was going on all around me, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to miss a thing. Um, and it's a dope feeling. Um, and most hunters in the area I'm hunting in Westchester will say this early in the season, you really, it's really not necessary to sit all day, you know? So a lot of guys will either do just a morning sit or an afternoon sit, but if they do both, they they literally go up in the morning, come down by like nine thirty ten, and then come back at about one two in the afternoon and get back up in the tree. Um, me, um, I don't know. I just wanted to soak it all in. You know what I'm saying. So I spent that time from about 
um, 11, maybe yeah, 10 actually, 10.30 till about 2, spent the time just reading, sitting there reading, um, messing with my phone a bit, um, you know what I'm saying, um, and then uh, every once in a while maybe standing on my platform just to stretch, so uh, that was basically it, and then, you know, unfortunately didn't see any deer, um, uh, basically around 7, 7.30, um, once it was dark again, um, because I've been educated to the point to know that um, not to get out of my tree until it is dark, the same way that I had come in. So I waited till it was pitch black again, um, grabbed my headlamp out of my backpack, threw it on my head, and, you know, proceeded to, again, tie up all my gears to the tow lines, lower it down to the ground, um, and then shimmy on down with my, um, with my climber. And again, now I had the luxury of having Anthony walk in with me, but now walking out was a different story. I'm by myself. And it's so weird because it's like, um, every fiber in my being, like in my mind, I'm like, yo, a black man has no business being in the woods in the middle of the dark. Like, I'm not trying to make this about about race, but that's what was in my head. Like, you got no business being out here in the middle of the woods in the dark, you know what I'm saying, by yourself. And uh, and that just, like, kind of set in. But it's like I had to kind of battle that mentality and then it was just like, yo, get over it. Yeah, you're in the woods, you're in the dark, you're using um, Onyx, so you know exactly where you are, you know where the trail is, you mapped out exactly how you walked in. All you got to do is walk back out the same way. And um, once I got all my gear together, that's exactly what I did. Um, I backtracked my way back to the hiking trail and then hiked, took the hiking trail right back out to my car. Um, all the while just listening to what was going on around me and stuff like that. Um, come to find out, talking to another hunter in the parking lot. There are bobcats in the area. <laughs> so um, I don't know how I would have felt um, if I had known that while walking, uh, out of the woods by myself, but all in all, a great opening day, um, you know, having the opportunity to just sit there, enjoy the woods, enjoy nature for a day. Cause, uh, let's see, I was up in the tree by about 5am, didn't get out till let's say seven. So 14 hours sit in the tree. Um, and I was good to go. And I thank God that I had the opportunity to to experience that so um now fast forward to hunting day number two of my season um and it's only those two days that i've been out that happened to be this past sunday it was the second day and i decided to do just a morning sit this time um i had originally wanted to do an afternoon sit on saturday but um family commitments made the choice to stay and and do some stuff with my wife and my mother-in-law and the trade-off was to do a morning sit on Sunday. Um, I don't really want to hunt on um, Sundays. Um, to be honest, I really, I really want to keep the Sabbath with my family um, and, and, just, and just be with my family. So I'm willing to not hunt on a Sunday. I know... So basically, I'm not even uh, going to be a weekend warrior. I'm going to be like a Saturday warrior. You know what I'm saying? But I'm good with that. That's my choice. 
um, good or bad, um, I'm a big boy. I'll deal with the with the results. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want to come with that. Um, so yeah, so had a, did a morning sit. Um, this time, um, Anthony, my mentor, was hunting that day as well. So we met up at about um, 4.30 a.m., got the opportunity to meet this kid named Joe as well. Um, I don't know his last name, but Joe um, is, I believe he's about 20, 21 years old. Um, his grandfather, uh, his grandparents basically owned property by that public land. So he's been hunting that land um, with his family since he was a kid. So he knows it like inside and out. Um, so it was really cool watching and listening to him and Anthony um, come up with a plan of action to hunt the land that day based off what the wind was doing, where guys had been seeing success over the last week or so, where guys had been seeing deer, which unfortunately the um, general consensus is no one is really seeing the deer move. Even though a couple, maybe two people since opening day have gotten, have uh, killed some does, um, and that's about it. You know what I'm saying? So it was pretty cool listening to the conversation take place between Anthony and Joe, um, figuring out um, what the plan of action was, um, where we were going, and why. So, um, so... Anthony put me in a spot, you know, pointed me in a direction, got to a tree. Now, this particular tree, um, this was something new to me. The tree was fairly uh, fairly thin, not as big as the tree that I had climbed on opening day. So it was um, kind of weird because I was a bit nervous because the teeth from the climber, um, basically not all the teeth made contact with the tree, but um, it worked nonetheless the same. The teeth that did dug into the tree and stayed there and I was just fine. So, um, on that day, let's see, um, now sunrise that day was about seven, but I was up in the tree by about like five, five thirty, um, and just sat there and did the same thing I did the week before, you know what, just hung out, um, closed my eyes for a few and again, just, um, hung out up there and once the sun came up, kept my eyes open and reflected and just watched what was going on around me. Um, again, all in all, I can't, I can't help, but I mean, you see this, you sit there, you experience this. It's like seeing God, it's experiencing God. Um, you know, seeing all this, all of his glory in, in all that he created. So, um, again, just a wonderful experience. So um, 9.30 rolled around and I got a text from Anthony asking, you know, how long I was going to stay. And I was like, you know what, um, I'd be coming down same time he is, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and we both came down around 10 a.m., um, packed up my gear and headed back to my car. Um, unfortunately, none of us, not myself, not Anthony, um, and Joe came out of his tree as well. Um, we met up in the parking lot and all spoke and none of them saw anything as well. Um, oh, to backtrack a little bit, another thing that I had experienced that was new, um, cause I was up pretty high in my tree. I was definitely up at least 20 feet. Um, but the winds were crazy that day. 
So what I experienced was um, my tree swaying side to side. Now, that was a trip. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'd never experienced anything like that before. Now, I wasn't nervous because, um, you know, my climber didn't move at all. But it was just me and my climber swaying side to side, rolling with the breeze. Like, that's how strong the, the wind was that day. So, um, so yeah. So, back at the um, parking lot three of us are just talking. Um, I got the opportunity to pick Joe's brain because like I said, he's been hunting that land with his family since he was about 10. You know what I'm saying? So picking his brain, learning some stuff, really cool dude. Um, and I, I'm glad I got the opportunity to meet him. You know, we exchanged information. Um, and a dope thing was, um, he was planning on doing an afternoon sit as well, but during the hours that he wouldn't be hunting, he planned on scouting. So I thought that was pretty cool that he was doing his due diligence like, like that. So like that might be something I might do, um, you know, moving forward. If I plan on being out there all day, I might go to my first choice spot, climb that tree, stay there for the morning, come down at about 10 a.m. and maybe take an hour, hour and a half, scout a little bit. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like pack everything up, scout a little bit, see where I might see some sign and then sit on that, you know, climb a tree nearby, sit on that for the afternoon and see how that works out. Um, and that's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? I'm only two days into my hunting season, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm having fun with it. Um, you know what I'm saying? I put in, I'm not going to say I put in a lot of work, but I put in way more work than I did last year in terms of scouting. Um, so I'm, happy with myself about that you know i believe um as my hunting career progresses i'm gonna get better at it you know what i'm saying because i'm enjoying learning this stuff i'm enjoying learning about the woods learning about um the animal that i'm hunting so i feel like i can only get better you know what i'm saying so um that's basically it i'm two days in um haven't seen any deer um, mentally, it's a little bit disheartening because, you know, um, like social media always does to a person, unfortunately, it makes you compare yourself to others. Um, so I've got to get out of that mentality and, you know, hunt my own hunt. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, like a buddy, not necessarily a buddy, but definitely um, a social media friend, if you will, Brandon. Shout out to Brandon, man. Um, he's been hunting for um, three, three years you know what I'm saying? And he just killed his first deer over the weekend. So congrats to him on that. It's well-deserved. You know what I'm saying? He put in the work He and he, he, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? He had the patience, you know what I'm saying? So that's my whole thing. Like I have to, I have to manage, I guess one of the biggest things is I have to manage my own expectations and not set them by the failures, failures or successes of another hunter you know what i'm saying and i feel like that's my number that's my number one goal if i can do that um you know kill or no kill deer or no deer if i'm able to do that and you know i'm gonna be happy and i'm gonna achieve uh, a really a really big goal um so yeah so it was a little bit disheartening um but i got over it quick because you know what it was a good day in the woods i had fun um saw a lot more um, got the opportunity to chop it up with 
some experienced hunters and learned a little bit more. And that being said, I walked away from day two just a little bit smarter. Feel me? All right. Okay, ladies and gents, that was it. You know what I'm saying? Day one, day two in the books. Looking forward to many more out in the woods. All right. Um, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to me, share my experience, my hunting experience or lack thereof. Um, if you, if it's the first time you're actually tuning into this podcast, I really appreciate you joining me for this episode. Um, if you are a regular listener, thank you as well. Um, I'd appreciate it even more. If you guys will go to the review section of whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast and um, hook me up with a five star review, um, take it even further and and write me, um, uh, what do you call it? A, a dope review. Um, stuff like that makes it like it's kind of like the way they talk about Instagram has that algorithm. I guess the same thing applies when it comes to podcasts, you know, what I'm saying uh, for people to be able to to easily find it. You know what I'm saying? On whatever platform it is, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and stuff like that. Um, if you're really enjoying my podcast, you know what I'm saying? You're tuning in regularly or somewhat regularly. You know what? Take a minute. Hit pause during the episode or before you even listen. Just hook me up with a review. All right? Other than that, you guys, I can't wait for you guys to join me next week. I will have an awesome guest for you guys to listen in on my conversation with them um so aside from that y'all stay blessed and remember to respect the journey even when it's not your own <laughs>